1: Welcome to TPQ20, where we go beyond the page with poets about passions, process, pitfalls, and poetry. I'm Courtney
2: Marglin. And I'm Chris Marglin. Let's expand the conversation. Welcome to TPQ20. Um, Let's just uh, keep going with this. I I know who you are, um, but a lot of our audience may not. Um, So... We always like to ask people if you were to give kind of your elevator pitch, uh, who are you?
0: Um, My name is Charles K. Carter. I'm a queer poet from Northwest Iowa, kind of live in the middle of nowhere. Um, I obtained two graduate degrees in creative writing and really over the past year and a half, quarantine kind of worked to my advantage to really sub- work on finding a submission practice for my work. And I've had several poems picked up for literary magazines. Um, and my I've had four chapbooks selected for publication. My fourth one's coming out in December. I'll probably talk about that one a little later. And then my first full length is gonna come out next year at some point.
2: That's so cool. Uh, it is <laughs> definitely, uh, you've had definitely quite the trajectory over the last, what seems like, you know, six months. Um, so that's amazing. Uh, with that, let's go ahead and get started. What are your main passions when it comes to the world of poetry and literature? What's uh, What really gets you excited out there right now?
0: Um, I think just literature in general and just the fact that it's a form of storytelling. And I think whether it's poetry or song or fiction or just sitting around the kitchen table, I think storytelling is just such a deep-seated human thing and is just a fabric of what it means to be human in our experience. Um, you think just way before printing presses existed, we just, you know, sat around the fire, sing songs, telling stories, and I think it just helps us pass on information and knowledge, helps us grow, helps us heal, it helps us love, um, learn empathy. Um, so I think that's just what really just excites me in general, and I, as an educator, I try and put that on too, like, this is our voice, this is our trajectory as the human species what can we add to it how can we improve
2: now i have to i love that message yeah and I, I have to ask how do you um what what grade do you teach
0: um i teach high school level um mostly i do junior seniors but sometimes i have some of the younger ones too
2: okay so i i had taught high school for a while uh, courtney and i both taught middle school for a long time as well um how do you find how do you find your, uh, how do you help students find their passion for poetry and literature?
0: Um, I've been really excited the past couple years to have kind of stolen the creative writing class Um, and just, I don't know, encouraging kids to experiment, encouraging kids kids to try different things, to, it's okay to fail, it's okay not to write the perfect piece because no one writes a perfect first draft, so just kind of getting out of their comfort zone a little bit.
1: Right. So, I guess that kind of takes us to our second question, which comes into process. Um, and looking at what is your writing process, and kind of how do you prepare yourself? Do you have any um, kind of special superstitions or rituals that kind of go along with that process?
0: Um, I think it's hard to say my process is one way all the time, um, but I think my general process is just to live life, to go to work, to have fun, go to concerts, go for walks with the dogs, whatever that might be. And then just as I'm living life, observing the world, taking in media, if an object or an animal or something inspires me, I might just take a little note on my phone. Um, if a word or phrase pops in my head, I'll write that down on my phone. And I think just as educators, we're so oftentimes absorb or our time is so absorbed by our work and we kind of are driven by this um kind of institutionalized self-sacrifice so sometimes we never really give ourselves the time to pursue our own passions so I kind of have to schedule that with myself like once or twice a month during the school year on a weekend I'm gonna I'm just gonna sit down and write three or four poems and I'll just go through these notes on my phone and just whichever one's jump out at me or trigger something creatively in my brain. I run with those and I'll write a handful of poems. Um, I always write for myself first. Um, And then maybe one or two of that handful might be one I wanna pursue and revise further. Um, I typically revise on my own a few times and then I do have a friend I've started really workshopping with the past year and she's really helped me level up a lot of my work.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. I love that you found somebody to help kind of push you to that next level.
2: Yeah. And idea-
1: I love that you're investing in yourself first by writing for yourself first. That's also kind of beautiful.
2: That idea of an accountability partner is always is has, uh, has come up quite a bit lately. Uh, it's, that's definitely something that it's, it's nice to have someone to at least say, Hey, I wrote this and for them to say, Hey, do something with it. Um, or <laughs> I'll at least- or- at least be willing to be honest when i take a look at it that's a it's it's huge to find somebody that you trust with you know your vulnerable stages of poetry uh and then have them kind of help you craft it until a submission phase that's that's it's amazing and i think like dealing with high school kids who are just you know finding their
0: voice in the creative writing realm i just encourage them write for yourself first don't worry about publishing or putting it out there because i think you have to kind of really Kind of build that self-esteem and who you your own kind of path as a writer before you can really face that criticism because i think sometimes when you face that criticism that it just makes your self-doubt get really wild and you might want to give up but i think really finding that voice and passion and writing for yourself first is important
2: but I think that kind of leads us into that next piece. When you hit those kind of rough spots and those those pitfalls along the way, what do you find are uh, what do you find are have you been your pitfalls um, in your in your writing career so far, um, and how have you dealt with those? Um, talked about a couple things already a
0: little bit, but can go into more detail. I mean, finding time or making the time for it um, can be difficult, and sometimes that feels like you're killing creativity to say you have to sit down and write, but sometimes you got to do that if it's really worth worth it it's worth putting the time and practice into it and at times it might feel like I don't want to sit down and write but something good usually comes out of it um so just kind of that time management and making it a practice um is important I think that word practice is good too to not put so much pressure on yourself that it has to be perfect it is practice um every poem every draft every crappy first draft um (laughs) Hopefully it'll lead to magic down the line. Um, I think just talking about like the idea of self-doubt, that's something I've definitely dealt with. Um, I think a lot of writers deal with, and it's just, like I said, I think my thing is I tried to find out who I was the writer before really pursuing publication. And what really helped me, I think, was pursuing my graduate degrees in creative writing. I know that's not for everyone, but for me to foster that... Um, writing community and that support from my, you know, experienced professors and just other, you know, students in the courses helped me kind of see what I was doing that was working because sometimes we're blind to. Sometimes I write a poem and I'm like, "Yeah, this is crap," and someone's like, "Oh my God, that's good," or vice versa. So <laughs> it's <laughs> interesting to hear the outside perspective sometimes, and that can kind of shine some light on some things we might not see as strengths that actually are.
2: Nice, and I, I gotta ask your uh on your Twitter header, your hashtag is poetry is protest. So what uh, what is uh, what is the hashtag, and uh, how is poetry protest?
0: Um, so that really has to do with kind of promoting my chapbook that comes out in December. It's called Salem Revisited. Um, Salem Revisited is a really dark, heavy book. Um, it's it really takes a hard look at homophobia and transphobia in the U.S. Um, last March as the world shut down and we were stuck at home and hyper aware of the news and media and social media and, you know, trying to figure out what the heck was going on with the pandemic and all the fear with that. I just kept seeing these side stories and they're news stories, but I kept seeing all these side news stories about, you know, gay teen commit suicide, lesbian raped, trans woman of color murdered and just seeing all of these homophobic and transphobic violences occurring in our country just really overwhelmed me, especially as a gay man, and it just, I just, in order to cope with that and deal with that fear, I kind of went into research and writing mode, and I researched our long, really horrifying history, and very varied history of violence towards queer people in our country, and it just turned into this chapbook. I wrote all these poems that are, like I said, it's super dark, super heavy, it's not for everyone, Um, queer people, it might be kind of triggering, Um, but my hope is Cisgender heteronormative audience might look at this and have the courage to look at it with an open mind and kind of understand the fear that a lot of queer people live with that they might not even recognize that are um, things that we think about on a daily basis and hopefully. By facing that hard stuff by taking a hard look at it, we can hopefully move towards a place where we can foster change in a better community and a better country.
2: I Like that. Uh, when uh when does it come out and we want to make sure we we know when it comes out and where we can uh, where we can grab a copy of it or order it uh, prior to
0: um there's no pre-order information yet um it comes out in december from word tech editions um if people follow me on social media at ckc poetry i'll post stuff as it becomes available i know it'll be available on amazon right away um and I'm sure there are other vendors that will be available too. And I think it's through will be available through Ingram that your local bookstore will be able to order it for you as well.
2: That's really exciting.
1: It really is exciting. We're parents of um I, our daughter came out when she was very young, but came out again just a little while ago. So
2: you reassured us, which we we she, told <laughs> so that we know we we get <laughs>
1: Um, And so it's something that we're very passionate about is making sure that we understand history, but also making sure other parents do as well. Uh, So I thank you very much from the bottom of my heart for writing something that had to be very challenging
0: for you. It definitely was. And I'm trying to, um, I'm at the very early stages of thinking about, I saw Joy Harjo speak a couple months ago when someone asked her like, how do you, as a Native American person, talk about your, you know, all the horrific violence towards Native American people and hold that into its light because it needs to be recognized, but then also, how do you shine light on the Native American community and show Native American joy and lift that up as well? And I'm trying to look at that as a queer person as well. So I'm beginning stages of trying to see how I can kind of balance Salem Revisited with something that celebrates queer joy as well.
2: Nice.
0: But I'm very early stages with that. <laughs>
2: um what's exciting right now uh what what are you uh, what are you super excited about in the world of poetry that's that we should keep an eye out for
0: i've just been overwhelmed since really getting into you know submitting to smaller literary magazines just the amount of support and love there is within the poetry community everyone's just trying to lift each other up um, and I feel like there's no competition because if you were to submit to a contest and I were like we're bringing apples and oranges. it's hard to compare. we're bringing such different pieces of ourselves. Um, so nothing seems really threatening, I don't think. Um, I'm really amazed, I think in the last year to see so much work to lift other voice other voices up. Um, seeing more to like let's publish women voices, let's publish people of color, people with disabilities, queer people. Um I think one of my challenges six years ago going into education for the first time was in, inheriting a curriculum that was all dead white guys. <laughs> like trying to vary that, like why is this canon and question that and like, change our
2: norms?
1: That was one of our first dates. <laughs> our whole conversation centered on that.
2: <laughs> the idea of this ridiculous yeah, yes. That that is a that is a whole like podcast series somewhere. Um yeah thank you so much for hanging out with us today uh it was great to get to know you and we really look forward to uh Salem revisited. uh and we look forward to seeing where you go on your poetry journey
1: and we'd thank love to have you back again me. next time
0: <laughs> thank you so much i appreciate it all
2: right have a good one
0: you too. bye
1: Thank you for listening to TPQ20. Please like, review, and